Hey, it's me, Solid Snake, protagonist and heartthrob of the Metal Gear Solid series. I'm stuck in patreon.com slash supernpcradio, but I've uncovered the key to defeating Foxhound. Hello? Snake? It's me, Otacon. Have you told them the key to defeating Foxhound yet? Uh, no. I was just about to, but you interrupted me. Uh, sorry. I, I almost screwed this up as bad as when I designed Metal Gear. Also sorry for pissing on myself when we met. Anyway, the key to defeating Foxhound is... Hello, Solid Snake. It is I, Psycho Mantis. I was reading your mind and I could see that you haven't told the listener that the key to defeating Foxhound is by going to patreon.com slash supernpcradio and listening to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC. If someone would just give me a minute, I could tell- Oh, my bad. Carry on. To defeat Foxhound, you must listen to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC Radio, where we're covering the Metal Gear Solid series. I can see in your podcast listening history that you enjoyed The Legend of Zelda Games Club, listener. You'll love this. He's right. Your favorite pals at Super NPC Radio will be covering 10 games in the Metal Gear Solid series. They'll release bi-monthly on Fridays. Oh, jeez, I'm going to peace myself again. It's true. You can find it all at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio every other Friday. There's more to come after that, too. In the second half of the year, I've seen it. Another series after Metal Gear? Oh, man. This is a lot to take in. What's that series going to be about? It better not be about piss. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. I am your host, Connor McCabe, back for another episode. And if you're not familiar with the show, this is a podcast where I bring on a guest to discuss a meaningful video game from their past. On the show, we'll talk as much about what made playing that game fun, special, memorable, or who knows, maybe a horrible experience, as we will, about the context of when they really got into it for this meaningful time. A little bit of housekeeping up top is that if you're on social media, you should check us out, follow us, and interact with our stuff. Uh, You can find the show on Instagram at callmebyyourgamepod and on Twitter at callmebyyourgame. But there's just one Y on Twitter, so it's B-Y-O-U-R. There you can see what uh, episodes we have releasing for the week. You can see the cool art that I make, learn a little bit about our guests and how you can support them or stay away from them, whatever they're requesting from you uh you can also support the show by rating us and and reviewing giving a review on apple Podcasts. you can share the show with a friend whether they love video games in general uh nostalgia or even this game specifically um and lastly as you've probably already heard an ad you should check us out on patreon we're at patreon.com slash super npc radio where you can find a bunch of other wonderful content like you get here on call me by your game You get a weekly show at any tier, Super NPCs, hosted by me and producer of this show, Mr. Jeremy Schmidt, where we talk about a video game topic of our choosing. 
There's the Metal Gear Solid Games Club, which is going on at the $10 DJ Toad tier. Uh, the co-op episodes, which are a version of this that release every month where I sit down with a group of people instead of just one and much more. Um, again, patreon.com slash super NPC radio, but that will do it for the housekeeping. And I will introduce our esteemed guest just straight out of Mutant Academy today. Uh, please welcome Kyle Kasabian. Welcome to the show. Hi. It is. It's good to have you. I'm glad, you know, I felt like when I followed up, I was like, I followed up at a time, like maybe a few months after I saw you, which when we ran into each other at the, at the cool coffee shop we went to, um, that was, I want to say it was December. Do you know if that's accurate? I'm testing your memory now. December. Honestly, I think it may have been earlier than oh i want to say it might now that i'm thinking of it i think it might have been november oh november boy so all that to say and thank you for uh of course it's important that 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 gets oh that that details correct absolutely well first of all you passed the memory test not even (laughs) did you pass but the the student has become the teacher uh it was a length of time from when asking you and following up at all to where I'm pretty, it would have been totally understandable if you in the back of your head, if you even thought about what would have maybe considered that I had totally forgotten, but I had, had you pocketed and here we are all the way in the month of March, uh, I guess four months later, figuring that out, Mm -hmm. um, just a healthy time to wait. And I have to say, I counted the minutes of every day and I took every minute deeply personally. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, If this turns out to be you just uh, coming on the show to just totally tear me down, I (laughs) understand. And my friend, you have the floor to do so. So it's, it's up to you. Well, first, let me start by saying, um, Oh God, (laughs) he looks really mean. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, no, I'm super excited. I, uh, I also think it should be said that I, I feel like I full on invited myself on, uh, we ran into each other at the coffee shop. Oh, really? I, 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 don't even, I don't even remember exactly how the conversation like started. But I remember yeah. just going, "Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to do that." Hey, and I, and, I, and I don't remember if you had even offered or mentioned, but I just said, "Yeah, let let me let me go." Good. You know what? Pick I me. <laughs> if that's how it happened, I my brain I think assumed it it was different. But even if it was like, I do appreciate when people. Uh, express that even if it's unprompted uh, because it is nice to know when someone is interested in coming on, especially someone um, that I have like, you know, been circling around for years, you know, a lot less. So the last couple of years um, physically, but it, so thank you for your past bravery. I'm very proud of you. Of course. I mean, I'm uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. We, um, I don't even remember exactly like where we first met but yeah. I feel like I've it's our um our like social groups have been like we've been in each in each other's orbit for some time. So I'm really I'm looking forward to just like shooting the shit. And Me too. I am really glad you could make it. And I also I too don't worry, you're not alone. I also do not remember uh meeting for the first time, uh, which is a which is a gosh darn shame. But I do remember being aware of you for the first time. And because correct me if I'm wrong, but um, when you were placed on Mod Night, were you also on a team with Matt Apodaca, Ana Salinas, and yes. like Eric Koppel, and some other wonderful people too? Yeah, yeah, we were all on the team together. Yes, we were all on, the, on a, we were all 
fun friends and funny people who made a bad mod team. <laughs> we I went good. to I went to see a lot of those shows, uh, and I had a good time. But uh, you know, you had a lot more experience like after that on mods, so you could probably tell whether you know assess the quality or or the fun you had. <laughs> It was it was super it was it was super fun um and I think all of us were on for the first time I think mm-hmm. just you know sometimes it just it, sometimes things just don't click in the uh the output but we had fun make putting together bad shows and uh, <laughs> we had fun yeah it was great <laughs> well just know at least someone in the audience had a really good time watching them uh yeah I do remember that what was the team name by the way we were called Mama mama that's right what oh gosh there were so many people on yeah, that team because um, it was all Mosley was on it and yes um who else was on it uh did did oh zach gosh. done right for that team he did not no no um i'm completely amanda walgrove was on that team she's very yes. funny um, yeah, just a bunch of like uh, uh carlos santos was on it oh my gosh um, that was oh yes yes we were all, we all had the best time together, and then like after every show, we'd be like, "Huh, okay, maybe <laughs> maybe we'll figure this out." And that's just I, how it goes. It's with everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know whether it's mod or herald or what have you. Yeah, and maybe it is a little different for sketch. You know, preparing something as opposed to like flying by the seat of your pants in a in, in an improv show, but. That happens to so many teams and people on their. Fr- I mean, it's rare that a team, work, like again, whether it's Harold or Mod, as a full freshman team, sticks around. That everyone sticks around, and that everyone they like just keep your team alive. That's yeah. usually like figuring <laughs> out. All right, who do we want to be around after this, and whose hearts can we break? Uh, uh, we joke my my Harold team jokes. Uh, because we were on Herald Night for six months and the pandemic hit. And so we've technically never been cut and we're technically still a Herald team. Mm -hmm. So as much as we only did, you know, six months worth of shows. Oh yeah, yeah. My my mod team still has like a, the group chat is mostly dead for now. Yeah. Um, But every once in a while, someone will pop in and and throw something spicy in there some type of chaos and that feels good oh it's good to just (laughs) rev up the old the old chat what's what was your final team that you were on and maybe if it was a new team maybe didn't even have a performance um we my final team was donatella and we were we had a full year and so we were going on to our our second year yes and um and yeah we had a great time and i really loved what we did and yeah, we all got along. It was great. I, you know, as someone who never was involved with mod, I sure went to a lot of mod shows. So I've probably seen just a ton of your sketches before, just not knowing specifically that they are yours. Cause it's not like before every sketch goes up that they're like written by you just yeah. sort of like, if you know your friends or, you know, someone you're like, I think that's a Kyle sketch. Yeah. Yeah. The, the writers are, are, are the, uh, anonymous yes, people the waivers <laughs> at the end of the show yeah yeah yeah. uh but yeah it was super fun i mean what's that it was so great to just have like a a built-in audience yes like, but i'm sure same with same with Harold night where it's mm-hmm. just like oh man this feels if this feels good to just know that there's gonna be somebody there and yes i'm sure like i haven't ventured into doing anything i haven't done live comedy in since the beginning of the pandemic yeah uh I'm sure when I venture into doing it again, I'll it'll be a rude awakening of like, oh yeah, now I need to 
put butts in these seats. Gosh, oh I, booking, not just, well, I guess, yeah, more, more so than booking a show, but like hoping and people are going to show up after doing like promotion or whatnot. That is something I do not miss. And I used to like, I ran a couple improv shows at the clubhouse, like weekly shows for several years. And oh man, that was like, you know, one of the shows was easier to do because the performers, it was, we had the same performers basically every week, the same 40 people doing improv plus a bunch of guests every week. But that was like, okay, there are people here, but for some other shows, it's just like, it's dicey, but um yeah, so I don't also don't remember meeting you, but that's sort of how we like circled around each other for for a long time. And, you know, just fortunately running into you at a, at the coffee shop, it was like, oh, here's this little connection uh, that that we can do. In fact, um, when I saw you, I think Jane Kim and I were just sitting down and both writing. Yes. And Jane, I it's cool getting to do this with you today because I helped Jane with a self tape earlier. <laughs> I'm a pretty nice guy. Oh, man. Um, so I'm I just had to make both of uh, this day just trying to recreate the magic of, <laughs> of whatever <laughs> day in November that was. Um, but yeah, thank you again for being here. What else do you want to share about yourself, though? I know we've just been talking about how we know each other. Is there anything you want the listener to know about you, or anything you've been up to? Oh, um, uh, yeah, I said, oh, like, I didn't know this question was coming. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I first, I have to say, it's very, uh, I've, I'm sure as a lot of people have done since once everything shut down, a lot, of, many of us dipped our toes into the podcast realm, but I didn't, yes. it wasn't until fairly, uh, I feel like late to the game when I started just being like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll go do this thing. And I still am like, so, uh. I, I feel like I behave like a total weirdo with this third um, uh, invisible audience in the yes. that I perceive to be listening to me. So I always, it's so weird. There's always this little talk before we record. <laughs> you just say hi. I'm, I'm really pulling back the curtain right now. No, I love, um, and, the, and the, oh, the listeners had the curtain pulled back before, so it's not their first row. Okay, yet. good, good, good. Uh, <laughs> so they know. Uh, so frequently i feel like this question comes up with they're like oh is there anything you want to talk about like oh man man i haven't thought about it and i then consult my written down list and try and make it sound like i didn't write it down um so <laughs> to answer your question yeah i got some stuff going on oh cool <laughs> and also you're not alone a lot of people do that and i've very often considered should i just ask the guest before the show and then i present them and list these things but yeah we're sticking with this format so we get a fun moment like this every so often i think this is fun and spontaneous <laughs> never change oh phew. um yeah i'm currently uh writing for studio c um, yeah which is a, a really fun sketch show um i wrote for it uh last season with uh, uh people like mike christian and austin williams and um, the most recent guest we've done back to back now uh well actually amon is this his first year was he there yes. last year yeah, uh, okay, this is cool. first year. I wrote with Amon. This I know, Amon was another person who I like knew through comedy stuff, but never really got a chance to get to know him. Yeah, and, uh, he is a very funny dude. Uh, He's great. Yeah, I really enjoyed getting to know Amon. Uh, yeah, we uh, wrote on that, and that should be coming out like next year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a a web series that should be coming out in the next oh cool um congrats thanks i uh yeah i'm excited about it filmed it last year 
in uh kind of like a, a heightened like oh boy we're here we are filming stuff and we're yeah. all <laughs> testing and getting all this stuff but uh it should be pretty cool um and yeah it's uh it's produced by this great production company called merman Ooh. and Naomi odenkirk and it's directed by maureen barucha who's super talented and oh funny. my gosh and uh yeah, keep an eye out for that. Are you allowed uh, to say the title? Yes, uh, it's called Oversharing. And oh, cool. I, uh, I co-wrote it and co-created it with um, Mary Ryan and Lucy Blihar. Fun. Um, it was actually, it was based off a live show at UCB um, that we managed to get two shows of our run-in before the world shut down. <laughs> um, nice. But our, it felt like, we talk about it all the time, we were like, oh, wow, it feels like we really like Indiana Jones slid like under the closing door, like with yes. the hat. And then like <laughs> the world shut down and uh, we were like, okay, well now we have a thing to work on during this yeah. time. And uh, yeah, so that I don't have a, a date for that, but that should be out eventually. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. Uh, that rules. And uh, I saw uh, that I was it this week that the uh, Studio C episode with Will Forte came out. Yes. Yeah. That was crazy. Did you were writing for that season, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get to be there when they shot it. Unfortunately, oh, gotcha. but it was a wonderful surprise. Like I didn't see how anything came out, so I just watched <laughs> it for the first time last week and was like very happy with it. Oh, that's so cool! And what a just a yeah, it's such a cool thing. Um, that was fun to see a lot of people be excited about, about sharing that. Uh, yeah, it feels good to feel like you, you have something to show for something. Seriously. <laughs> Especially with like, with, with sketch or you spend like years doing live sketch. You're like, Oh buddy, how much don't lie awake at <laughs> night thinking about how much money you spent on like on cop costumes over the years or seriously, like, on, like how many how many times did you buy a lab coat and be like, I'm never going to need this again. And then proceeded to buy 10 more lab coats. Yeah. On um, the, the classes and all of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Gosh. Well, that, that was so cool to see. And, and thank you for sharing about some stuff you've been up to. Um, I want to hear about your history with uh, video games in general today, but would you mind uh, telling the audience the title of the game we're going to discuss for the main event that you've brought on? Of course. Uh, we're going to be talking about X-Men Mutant Academy. Hell yeah. Um, we're going to get a real good education today mm -hmm. at the Academy. Um, but let's get into your history just in general. Uh, Kyle, do you remember uh, a certain point in your life, like maybe first taking an interest in video games? Were they something that was just like around when you grew up? I'd love to hear if you remember. Yeah, um, I... I one of my like my earliest video game memories is I so I have two older brothers and um I remember my dad had a uh like the original Nintendo and nice house, and they would play Duck Hunt all the time <laughs> and I like I remember them playing Duck Hunt and then they would hand me like a not plugged in Duck Hunt gun so I would Classic. like sitting there doing that and then um a recurring theme on the show is hearing about that happening <laughs> to a, a guest or a guest doing that to a younger sibling yeah oh man it's it never gets old <laughs> it, and it works and everyone's happy like there's yes. no the, the the child that's being given an unplugged controller they're just happy to be there they don't care yeah <laughs> interest anyway um so yeah that's probably like my my earliest memories and we had a um we had a Sega mm. and I, a similar thing. My brother and I would play Sonic and I would be Tails because Tails couldn't die. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> well, so uh, I remember 
played played video games throughout like my childhood um had i was we were like a playstation household so i oh cool yeah i loved my um primarily like to this day i feel like the the theme has been i'm very casual with it like i don't like to play i don't like to do online or like cooperative yeah. stuff i like to get a good like story-based video game mm-hmm. preferably about a superhero yeah. that I, uh, <laughs> I will then play um by myself for many years until <laughs> there's a new one on a new console very um, good and that's pretty much how i how i roll with it that's amazing so sounds like um uh, something you were sharing earlier i wonder if that like remained true at least while you were home was uh your brothers were into games too so were they the ones being like oh anticipating i don't know the playstation coming out or something or yeah yeah um i mean like it, we played a lot of like mortal Kombat and stuff so there was there was a uh a, a competitive thing going on okay um, yep and yeah we were i think in general like it was an ex- especially like late 90s early 2000s is a very exciting time to be like there all of the characters are 3d in this Isn't yes that crazy yeah and uh it was just like an, an excitement of like seeing the progression of these like i don't know like 8-bit games turn into like oh my god there's like a cinematic in this this is yes yes i can't believe i can't believe we get to like sit and watch this yeah it's not just like the pixel models on the screen and like a text box popping up and yeah them them just having their conflict there yeah i remember that too as a as a kid and it was very exciting even though looking back you know a lot of the um which i don't want to get ahead of myself but like i actually thought this game for the time especially looked really good on the ps1 that you're going to talk about for today but uh i look back at like my favorite games on the n64 and i'm like man these things look like crap but (laughs) at the time they were uh really uh like cutting edge so okay very very cool um did you do you remember some other was like the playstation a like formative console for you do you have like a console growing up that was like oh that was the one for me on uh i would say play maybe playstation 2 because i remember Mm. we uh my brothers and i like were just like begging my mom to get us a playstation 2 for christmas (laughs) and and she was like you guys have so many video games and you have consoles and stuff like i I don't understand why you need another one. And we were like, you don't understand. Like it's getting better. Like you have yes. to progress with the, with the console. And she's like, all right, I'll tell you what we had so many like Nintendo games and Sega games and uh-huh. like, PlayStation one games. And she was like, you can sell all of them and the consoles oh. at GameStop for. Oh Friday no. I know. I, in hindsight, I'm like, what did we do? But like, we didn't know. We were told that like, yeah, you sell it and then it goes towards the thing. We were like, that makes sense. Whatever. We won't miss these things. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, yeah, especially looking back at that time, it's different now. And maybe it's just, I don't know if it's different because we are adults now. Maybe kids today still go through the same thing. But video games are such a part of culture now that I think there's an understanding that like, oh yeah, every like five or six years, these things really get a solid upgrade and it's not like just popping a DVD into a Blu-ray player. A lot of the time, like as much as some of them actually literally have that capability (laughs) or backwards compatibility. But I just think when we were growing up, 
it was not common. So it was confusing to our parents, understandably so. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like uh, we were very happy when we when we uh, got it. But I, I, in my mind, when, it, when I think of the PS2, is like there was great sacrifice involved, <laughs> and we had to like give up. We had to, and it, I remember like the credit like, because it was like a GameStop. Like the yeah. store credit didn't even like really go that far, and we were like, "What uh, did we do?" Yeah. Um, but like, got a, got a PS2, and I remember like being very excited about it. And ooh. Do you like have... for years we were heavily invested in PS2. Okay. Do you have any like games that stand out from the PS2 that you remember? Uh, I mean, I played a lot of Kingdom Hearts. I played a Ooh. lot of like, Jack and Daxter. Mutual friend of the show, Ryan Barton, talked about uh, Kingdom Hearts on this okay. podcast. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. What else? I mean, was there? Yeah, there was, a, I think, a couple Mortal Kombats that came out cool. there. Um. Oh, I remember there was like a launch game with it um, called Kinetica. Oh my gosh, yeah. It was like, oh, I would almost describe it to like Tron, like the light cycles, but they had like the wheels on their hands and feet. They were like, we're racing, but there's no car. Like the the racer. They're like the bike too. They're the bike. So it was (laughs) just like, but it was a launch game with it. So it was like made to just show off like graphics and like whatever. And it was super, it was essentially like how um it was like my hi- my household's like mario kart <laughs> incredible had like and stuff and uh yeah that's i've been i'm so just like uh fascinated to hear someone know what this game is because uh uh again i'm gonna i love to name drop on the show but charlie mihelic last year at some point was getting rid of a bunch of old ps2 and ps1 games and i unfortunately have a, an issue where i like to collect old crap like that now <laughs> and one of the games he gave me was Kinetica and I'd never heard of it. So I'm like blown away. Do you remember it being fun? Cause like, I never, I haven't turned it on yet. <laughs> I loved it. And so much so that like, I mean, we all have like, it's the magic of like the internet. If you have a nostalgic attachment to something, you're like, I'm sure some weirdo uploaded uh, it on YouTube. Like, yes. just, so, just cause like you want to hear like the little, you want to, do what you can to scratch like those little places in the back of your brain that's yeah. just like, I remember that noise. I want to hear yes. that noise to feel good at <laughs> Um And uh, I remember like not too long ago, I like looked it up and was watching it, uh, like watching footage of it on YouTube. And I was like, yeah, this, this is exactly how I remember it. And it still looks fun and I would play it. Oh, wow. And, cool. Uh, I think that they really messed up by not uh, making more of it. Yeah, you know what? What could have been Sony if you would have yeah. just made that your Mario Kart? Throw all um, your eggs in the Kinetica basket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe a wise choice by them. Uh, okay, very, very cool. Um, d- did you continue your, uh, I guess, your enjoyment as a gamer after that? Were you still into like following video games and keeping up with what was coming out? Or did you have like a... Uh, any sort of we, there's another theme that comes up a lot and that's like a break for people mm. like a big old break so i'd be curious yeah. just to hear a little more about what happened for you after that i'd say like uh ps3 ps4 is where i sort of made my i bowed out i remember like throughout high school i remember like um like guitar hero was a thing i had like mm-hmm. a guitar hero yeah um, i there was a few more games I played, but I remember it like sort of like dying down because I felt like a lot of 
focus became put on like online play, which is like not really my, mm-hmm. not really my gig, which yeah. is like fine. But every once in a while, there would be like enough titles that I'd be like excited about. Um, particular, like I love comic books and stuff. So usually there would be like one or two good, like uh, comic inspired games. Okay, that cool. Came out. And um, so that was fun for me. But I think like after I've had a PS4 for like a hot minute and uh, have had no plans to upgrade until yes. <laughs> like fairly recently because there's like five, there's like a, a Batman game that's coming out. And like then I think the new Spider-Man game is coming out on PS5. So I was like, yeah. okay, now there's like two titles. Uh-huh. I can then. But previously I was like, I'm not doing like, I'm not going to, why would I spend that money? Yeah. On like it's this one thing. It's a strange time, especially now. This is not the first generation or like the, you know, the transition to a new generation where um, games haven't been available on like the previous console and the new one. It's, you know, probably better on the new one. And what, I mean, it surely is, but uh, this generation specifically, there's so much crossover and even a year and a half into uh, these new consoles, whether it be the PS5 or the Xbox Series X uh, have come out, we're still seeing the same games released on previous consoles. So there's also no motivation, not a lot of motivation for people who maybe do play more games more regularly because you could just do it on your current one. Um, yeah. You know, which is different than your situation where you're like waiting for the right titles for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just It's just interesting, but... Yeah, it's definitely like, I didn't feel... Um... As I think also I think it had a lot to do with like being um just having re- access to like the <laughs> access to like the internet and yes be more like readily available to me like the older I got and like the more that the internet became a thing and social mm-hmm. media became a thing and then also like there were other um specifically i'm th- i'm just realizing this now i what brought me to video games often was like there were characters that i previously only ever seen like in comic books i get to oh, see them like, yeah. portrayed into like a more like in they're 3d now i'm hearing yeah. like voice acting i'm hearing this that and then like along the way uh this massive like billion dollar franchise popped up where i'm yes. like okay i don't need to p- really play a video game about it anymore cuz uh, there's so I can sit down for a movie about it. I don't need yeah. my hands to to play <laughs> out how uh, I, if I want to see these characters like interact with each other or whatever. I video games was no longer like the sole yes. thing for it. So well, that's that's how you and I are different because when I go to a movie and watch like a superhero movie, I'm still using my hands because I'm practicing the moves while they're on screen. Okay, good. You know, punching and doing the spidey flips. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't do that, but I kind of feel like I should. Um, yeah, maybe. Why not? Punch someone in the back of the head during Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just into the movie. Uh, gosh, that's a that's a fun, uh, that's a really cool observation, though. I don't think I've heard a lot of people or anyone really express just that specific thing. That's I love that. Um, I do want to know, do you still play games? I mean, it sounds like you do because you're maybe considering getting a PA, like a... Or, I don't know what you're considering getting, but don't, a new console. <laughs> but so, don't assume. Don't yeah, assume. I ugh, a habit I'm trying to break. Um, 
assuming you still play video games, uh, has there been anything in the last handful of years that has uh, really stuck out to you as something you enjoyed? Yeah, I mean, like, I still play the Rocksteady Arkham games. Like, oh, nice. Like, nonstop. Like, that's my... If I... Yeah, like, it's... it's I'll... I, I think, like, recently they, like, remastered and re-released all of them. Um, and I just, yeah, I like to just free roam around uh, in Arkham Knight or something. And then I also, like, love the Spider-Man game. I'm a big free roam superhero yeah. thing. Like, that's, like... That's entirely like my comfort zone. It's what I loved is like seeing those like pop up as like a kid, especially with mm-hmm. like the Spider-Man games. I was like, oh, this is, I can get lost in this and totally. not really even do the story. Just kind of like, just vibes. Just live in the world. Yeah, just vibes. <laughs> just be Spider-Man or, or Batman in the Arkham series. Very, very cool. Um, before we... Uh, take a, a bit of a break and then come back to actually talk about X-Men Mutant Academy. I did want to know, is are there any, is there like a meaningful game that you didn't get to mention yet that you're like, Oh, I would be so bummed out if I didn't bring up this game on my little history section before we move on. Oh man. Wow. Um, uh, uh, you know what? I don't think it's enough credit as like a really cool good game mm-hmm. was they made a um a a batman game uh it was like based off of like the animated series okay it's called batman vengeance but it was like it was a pretty cool story but it was like a well-written thing and it had all the voice actors from the animated show but like oh wow i just thought that it was like uh really well done and like they the art style from the show really translated well and everything and interesting uh, yeah, it was really it was really cool, and I think people should uh, check it out if they get the chance. Was this like uh, I might be familiar with this? I, I didn't play it, but was this like GameCube, PS2, Xbox era, or is this a yeah, different I think time? Was, I think I had it on the PS2. Okay. Yeah. I think I think it got brought up, but we we occasionally on on Jeremy's show, video games, a comedy show. It's more of a panel style thing. We do these episodes where we. Uh, basically do like a console draft where like six of us come on and we all draft our favorite games from it. And we do like this sort of like a fantasy football. We go in like a snake order and everyone gets super like been out of shape when like, Oh no, you took this one. And that's my favorite <laughs> gamer or, or what have you. I think someone brought that up and may have actually taken it or it, it could be a different one, but I know two different Batman games got brought up. So um, anyway, uh, Thank you for sharing about your history with games. That was uh, really fun. It also, I feel like, is hearing from you. I'm like, oh, getting a little sense of where we're going to could head actually talking about X-Men Mutant Academy. Um, But like I said before, we'll take a quick break. So uh, I will see you on the other side. Great. I'll see you there. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, here to discuss X-Men Mutant Academy with Kyle Kasabian. Hello, Kyle. Hi, hello, I'm here. We're we're doing it. Oh, we're yeah, we are just getting it done. Um, really excited to get into this game with you. And like I said beforehand, uh, just before we hear from you on what your experience was, let, I want to get into some history and context of this game. So I've got some stuff prepared 
to share. But if you have anything uh, that you're like, oh, this is an important little anecdote that we should share, or you're a historian on this game and you're like, Connor, it, actually, you're not portraying it how it was. Feel free to jump in. Okay, um, cool. I, I doubt that I will know anything more than what you found on the internet. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> here I go. Uh, X-Men Mutant Academy is a fighting game released for the PlayStation 1 and Game Boy Color as a tie-in for the X-Men movie released on the same day in on July 14th, 2000. Now, I was assuming you played the PlayStation 1 version. Is that the case? I should have asked you before the show. Yes. yes okay. Phew, yes. <laughs> dodged a bullet. Um, <laughs> it was developed by Paradox Entertainment and published by Activision. It's a fighting game in the vein of a uh, sort of street fire fighter style fighter that uses six buttons, three for kicks and three for punch like attacks or otherwise uh, you could select from 10 different X-Men as your fighter with their own character specific move sets. Um, and I believe there were four or so unlockable like bosses you could eventually um, uh, use as well. Uh, the characters could be played with both their comic book costumes and with those from the movie that it was tied in with. Uh, it was successful enough to the point that there were two sequels, X-Men Mutant Academy 2 uh, and X-Men The Next Dimension. And the last thing that I have to share about it is that the game received mixed to positive reviews on the PlayStation 1, but on the Game Boy Color, it received heavy criticism, So, yeah. uh, which I actually wish I would have looked up the Game Boy Color version now just to see how the heck they even tried to translate it. I It would be shocking to me to see. I I, I can't imagine it is what anyone signed up for. No, yeah. Game. They would do that occasionally where they would come out with a, the, essentially a port of, of a game on the Game Boy Color or Game Boy that was coming out on a console, or they would just do like, oh, it's also... They would have the same title as the game, but it'd be completely different. And oh, that was uh, that was just a rough spot for games. But um, was there any like uh, game specific history and context that you uh, felt like sharing aside from what we just went over? Oh, I mean, uh, you kind of mentioned it, that it like came out around the same time as the movie, mm -hmm. and that was like very a very exciting time in the Kasabian household. Ooh, um, big comic book house. Uh, loved the X-Men. We like, I went to see it in theaters and everything, but it was just like, it was very cool to see like, uh, see these characters just like jumping off the page. Now yeah. they're like, in 3D and also they had costumes from the movie. And mm -hmm. uh, also I remember there were like some characters in the movie that like didn't have like kind of like movie costumes. So oh. they- um in the game they just sort of like gave them a costume that looked like <laughs> like if they had them in the movie and that was cool to me because i was oh. like i didn't get to see it on the screen but i get to see it here this is i'm i'm living large that's cool um well yeah let's continue to get into it you know your personal experience uh you've already led us down this road but sounds like not only you but probably your brothers too were into the maybe the comic series or the cartoon i'd love to hear about like how you because you were into the x-men when this game came out so mm -hmm. um how did you get do you remember like uh uh you're just getting into it or anything like that yeah i mean like i think just uh superhero fans in general were like so thirsty mm -hmm. for like anything good because it's just uh outside i think like at that point we had like 
there was a blade like blade was cool and but like i think like a prior to that there was like batman movies and then like yes. the superman movies in like the 70s but like we never saw anything that like really put like uh like uh like a full display of like a superhero's powers on the screen yeah they, like they the technology didn't exist so <laughs> it was just um with x-men in particular there were like a few attempts at like trying to do live action stuff and that we had like you know taped off of tv like we were hungry for it Ooh. So it was just like yeah i just remember being very excited and like um I, I don't know it was just like it felt like i think the spider-man movie had also come out or was coming out it was it, like i think that was 2002 so, but yeah. it was, so we're at this point where it was like on the cusp of everything sort of changing, it, you know, slow. Now it's like so saturated with there's so, there's so anything you can want is out there seemingly. I'm, yeah. I'm begging for it to stop now. <laughs> um, but, and that's, I'm, I'm still, I'm not actually, I'm still like, I remember, <laughs> I remember just like yearning for something. Uh -huh. So I, I'm okay with, uh, with there being too much of it yes but also at the same time i have to uh make a living in an industry that uh, only wants that so it's like oh no yeah i'm uh i'm i love this delicious poison um <laughs> but but yeah i i guess just that time in particular was was just very exciting and like um at that age too i was like eight maybe. yeah like you're when you're eight years old, your imagination is just like at the height of its power. Uh -huh. And you're just sort of like taken with everything. And it was, it was, I just remember feeling like, oh, wow, uh, I'm going to see some wild stuff uh, in my lifetime. And this is going to be, this is like the start of it. That's what it felt like. I love it. I love that a uh, young eight-year-old Kyle is like considering the future. And it's like, if this is what we have now, just imagine what's coming down the road when i'm 28 oh my goodness i'm gonna have um uh, uh what, what's that that awful Ronald <laughs> thing where it's just like a bastardization of all ip um oh i don't uh, know uh, uh free guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh that movie yeah. yes uh that's that's someday there's going to be just movies made about the concept of video of like an NPC It would have probably seemed. And I know that's different than comic books, but still would have been seemed a little far fetched. Uh, and were you, you were specifically into the uh, were you specifically into the X-Men as well? Yeah, totally. OK, yeah, cool. Love the X-Men. Um, did you have a favorite uh, X-Man or um, X-Woman? I think. I was, I think it was about, I was all about Storm. Cool. Um, who else did? I liked Iceman. Um, nice. Honestly, like I, I was just in general, like a big fan of all the, all the characters. I like cool. that they were, um, I, I, at the time I was too young to be like, oh, this is an allegory for how I feel like a weird, different gay freak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at like that makes sense that like uh, that's why like the x-men have like a uh a large like uh gay fan base because it's just like huh all these p 
people were born a little different and the world hates them for it. So now they have to go be hot and cool somewhere else. Hell yeah. And, uh, I don't think I could ar- articulate that as a kid, but I remember being like, huh, this is... This got the wheels turning. This has got the wheels turning, and I want to <laughs> be that. Yeah, want to go there. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting too. Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. Uh, we've we've talked about this is actually the second X Men game we've talked about. So it's fun to revisit like properties like this. There was like a Sega Genesis game we that Jeff Topolsky came out came on and talked about. Yeah, that um, game was dope. The one where don't, doesn't like something happen to like the danger room, and then like. Or... I, forget. I remember it was also an arcade game, I believe. Oh my gosh. I Interesting. Think, I think it may have also been, or, or it was an entirely different one from the Sega, but I just remember there being like a 2D X-Men game that I was really into. Yes. I uh, wonder, yeah, could it be the same one? Um, that cool. I was, I did want to hear a little bit about, you know, your interest in comics and then, and the X-Men specifically, so to get us to the point of the game coming out. So I obviously you were anticipating the movie. Do you, I know it's pretty far back. Do you remember also looking forward to the game? Was it just like, Oh, anything I can get with this. I, I want to have, I'm curious. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially back then and at that age, like I wasn't, I, I don't know how I like consumed like news about. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. Uh, I think you just like, I found out about stuff as it was like, on the shelf yes um, or like if i um it like i don't even know like we didn't even have like a game informer subscription but yeah like sometimes there would be like uh, so usually there would be some type of merchandising happening that yeah would then inform me that this thing was coming or was here already mm. or it would be or at that age it's like already out on dvd and yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah oh cool i get to watch this um so yeah like i i I don't remember being like specifically with like the extra movie. I think I was like a little too young to remember like, or even know or be anticipating it coming out. Sure. But I just like, I remember um, being told that we're going to see this and being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're gonna do that. <laughs> this is a good idea for everyone. Gosh, that's cool. Um, well, as far as the the game itself, you've already been over that you uh, had a PlayStation in your household. Um, what do you remember enjoying about the game? Like, what sticks out to you when you sort of when you first think of it? Is it the, does it have anything to do with the graphics, like you were talking about earlier? Yeah, like the graphics were cool uh, uh, for the time, and just also being able to like swap out uh, different like character costumes it maintained that like familiar um sense of like competition in the house oh yeah like and it was just it was fun to specifically like i think we were like a big fighting game house because like if any of us had a friend over for a sleepover it was like great this is what we're doing tonight yes we're gonna play this all night um yeah i think like it it checked it checked many boxes cool um do you uh have a f- or remember having like a main or like a favorite character or were you kind of like the characters in the series just like i like using everybody I'd, I'd love to hear um i think i was i was big on um uh, i forget who i on. i probably just like used storm a lot mm-hmm. um i liked storm 
Mary used Phoenix a lot. Um, I think Wolverine. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I never really, uh, I know that I wasn't like super psyched about playing as any of the bad guys. It had a pretty like, small <laughs> roster. I remember like this, the sequel, the sequel had like a much more expanded mm. roster, which like blew my mind even more. Um, it had like, I think it even had like Spider-Man in it or something. And like, it more, did. Yeah. There were more like costumes and levels. That, and so they expanded all the things that like really blew my mind the first time. Um, but I guess mm. in that first game, I was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to play as a bad guy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes. Uh, I feel like I could relate to that as a kid. Also that same thing. And now I'm like, Oh, they're kind of interesting sometimes. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. That's all I do now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, how times have changed. Uh, okay. Very, very cool. Speaking about the graphics uh, as well. I wanted to talk about them a little bit. Just I'm not, I've never really been someone that has been like obsessed with uh, a game looking like amazing. I mean, if something looks great, I I can uh, I can appreciate something that looks nice, but <laughs> uh, it's never the mo- top priority for me, or at least I don't feel like it is. But I was really impressed actually with the graphics for this game. I, I watched uh, someone play it just a ton of the game while I was just researching on my computer and uh, and just jotting down notes for this to prepare for this episode. But the the models are really good. The uh the stages look really cool. The moves, the like uh, I guess the athleticism of the moves is awesome. But specifically, like I noticed going to a different stage that the lighting was different on the character models. And for whatever reason, I was just impressed that they were doing that on a PlayStation One. I mean, it's the last this was the year the PS2 came out. So I'm I'm it's not surprising that they had like really figured out. The, how to make games for the PS1, but yeah. I was just very impressed as a someone 20 years later looking at this game. Yeah, it's like it's it's pretty solid, like in mm-hmm. all things considered. And like, yeah, I remember the stages were like felt like I remember feeling like a I always like appreciated, especially in fighting games, where it's like you can tell when there's just like a uh, it doesn't matter where you choose to like yeah. it. It does <laughs> in theory, it doesn't matter, but like it's it's fun when you can like when you can add that little bit of like flavor into the experience of being like oh and which one should we do there's so many good ones and like yeah have, even having the discussion of which one i think like adds to a lot of fun yeah um so yeah i remember doing that a lot with it yeah cool i yeah like you said i think in from what i could tell i think i can corroborate what uh what kyle is saying on the show listener that like i don't think choosing a level there was like, oh, if you choose this level, there's like a a little hole you can fall into. So watch out for that hole or a <laughs> trap here, like some games will have with stages. But uh, yeah, they all, at least from what I could tell, they were they were cool, and I could I'm sure I could imagine them coloring the like uh, experience a little bit. Um, That's a fun thing to choose. Yeah, definitely, and it's like it's fun, especially when you're like a a young kid, like playing a game with a friend or something just like it's it feels it's fun to like co like um it almost kind of it's it's like co uh co-authoring like yeah co-authoring like an imaginative experience yes yes what will feel cool for the both of us to go like fight with these guys in at yeah it's such like a simple like little thing but it really adds adds to it 
Yeah. I, you know, speaking of that, I wanted to actually something I should have said about the game or there's no should I'm living my life here. Who cares? But (laughs) something I wanted to point out is that the game has virtually no story. So there's not (laughs) as much as it's even tied into the movie or they could have pulled from the comics. It's really just about the fighting and the environments. And as we'll, as we'll go over, there's some extra little stuff in this game, but, uh, (laughs) Just I was like, so in a sense, like you really are authoring your experience and you can sort of um, just have whatever you want happen as opposed to like, oh, no, actually here Magneto is uh, has like, I don't know, kidnapped Gambit and Wolverine's going to save him. It's like, no, you're you're just fighting here and you can make up your own story if you want to. I don't know if that's a thing you ever did, but absolutely. Oh, yeah, it. Even even in situations where uh, a story was laid out, that was <laughs> my brothers and I were, uh, yeah, intense, intensely uh, imaginative. No wonder you're, you, you know, you grow up to become a storyteller. Go figure. It is. It genuinely though is as much as I said that with a smile and was and uh, enunciated it in a jokey way. It's really <laughs> fun to have people on. And whether it's something about their career or something they care about to hear them uh, recall something like you recalled and to be able to sort of uh, follow that thread to something about them now, whether it's like you're a writer, Kyle, like, and that was sort of what you were doing then. That's, I think that's really cool. Isn't that, isn't that weird and wild to think about the tiniest little, like, just just a uh, uh, a child's refusal to accept a uh, a, ba- a baseline reality that's set up for him and going but maybe what yeah. if did this instead but what if uh yeah. that is that is really cool uh this is off topic but as a kid were you someone who was like drawing or writing stories or doing anything was that like an interest of yours or did that come oh, yeah. later absolutely yeah we were oh. like Loved, loved to draw, um, didn't really get into writing super, but like, I remember, um, wrote a little bit, mm-hmm. but mostly like did like a lot of drawing, a lot of like, maybe stories, st- yeah, stories, <laughs> like a lot of drawing, a lot of stories. And, um, <laughs> as soon as I got my hands on like a, um, like a Sony handy cam, it was like game over. Like it was. Oh wow! Uh, my friends and I were making sketches like nonstop, but like we didn't write anything down. We just like we would intensely yep. talk out like what was going to happen for each other. But it was yeah, it was writing. Oh my gosh, that's oh I love hearing that. That is so it's that's really fun. Um, oh, I, I did want to ask about get into a little bit of the like context of when you played this game, and you, you've sort of given us some seeds here about like you know playing with your brothers or or a friend. But um, do you remember first, like, where the PlayStation was set up? Was it, like, in one of your brother's rooms? Was it in the living room? Like, could you paint a little bit of a picture for me? Yeah. um, It was set up in my brother's room. It was set up, like, in an upstairs, like, bedroom. Hell yeah. And it was, like, tucked away. That's an older brother's room, all right. Yeah, it was great. It it used to live in a different place, but then it got (gasps) moved to the upstairs. And we were like we can bring this upstairs with us. What? Uh, <laughs> That's cool. And we were so psyched. And um, 
yeah that's that's where it resided and like there were two bedroom upstairs bedrooms upstairs it was my brother's with the playstation i was right next door so i was like <gasps> i was like i'm so close to it. i can do it i can i can like get first dibs on it <laughs> like, yes and, uh, were, was that a th- were was your relationship uh, uh something that like that was like yeah, you could either wander in there or ask and do it. Or was it like more combative? Uh, just knowing some older brothers and yeah. like out there, there's a wide range. Um, it was, we were like uh, three years apart in age, okay. maybe. Yeah, like I'm best friends. So like, oh, that's it great. Was like us playing together or I'll, a lot of the time it was me watching him play stuff, which mm-hmm. I also loved to do because I like wasn't very good at a lot of games so like I got a lot of enjoyment out of which is the modern version of that is just going on YouTube and watching someone do like play a game yes Uh, oh my gosh yeah it was just the in-person version of that another recurring segment on this show is people being like I always thought Twitch was weird and then I realized I did it I like watched my sibling growing up and it's like oh yeah uh what are your, if you don't mind me asking, what are your brother's first names? Uh, Evan uh, is my brother that I was closest, closest in age okay. to. And then Brent was my oldest brother. Gotcha. Um, and he, uh, he w- he's like, oh my gosh, how many years older than me is he? Anyway, uh, we are, we are a, a not close in age. Gotcha. And, um, so we never really played video games together. So more so Evan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but sometimes the three of us would get together and play like a fighting game or something. And then it, that's when it would turn, uh, things would take a turn for the, for the worse. And it would turn into a full blown wrestling match over something. Oh no. I mean, I figured that there was always a chance of that coming up because siblings, like, you know, it's always on the table that there could be some animosity or just like aggression or, you know, all sorts of stuff. So I'm sorry to hear that, but also like, I I know you're not alone in that. Uh, it's, I mean, I also like, I was very rarely involved. I was just there because they, oh, were, yes. they were, they were the ones who would uh, physically fight it. Okay. Over stuff. Um, cool. And I would just be there for it. Like just uh, watching this like yeah, yeah. matchup of Titans. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Um, uh, what was I, I wanted to ask you uh, another question. Oh, did you said, um, Oh, where did you grow up, by the way? Where are you from? I don't, I have no clue. I'm from like an hour north of Boston originally. Oh, you know, I was going to guess that you were East Coast. And because just listening, this is uh, by far the most we've ever talked. So, is like, it the violence? It's the violence. <laughs> I figured, uh, yeah, that has some Massachusetts air to it, whether or not you were still in Massachusetts, uh, were, an hour yeah. north. Okay. But <laughs> hearing you talk, I like, I'm assuming you know Scott Theed, but I'm like, your voice reminds me of Scott's voice. And he's from like somewhere on the East Coast is Maryland, I want to say. Oh, God. And it, it, I don't, it may be just because like, uh, you're similar ages, like, you know, from that area. But I I just kept, it's been in my head this whole time. So I (laughs) had to spit it out at you. Um, I, I have a, it's weird. My family has, pretty thick Boston accents. Okay. And I had one, I've seen videos of me as a little kid. Uh-huh. I have a really thick accent. <laughs> and I, it went away somewhere. And, and I think it may have been, cause I, was, I did a lot of theater growing up. So I think it may have been like okay. wrung out of me, like a, like a towel. Yes. But I get, I get 
told that I sound vaguely Canadian sometimes. Oh, hey, you're close enough up there. So maybe, the, maybe who knows? So. Who, who's to say? Uh, <laughs> that's who's to say where you've been. Yeah, uh, I guess <laughs> literally you. Um, okay, uh, I'm getting a, a lot of this context is really fun. Uh, is there anything memorable about like anything else that you haven't shared about the context, whether it was like a specific memory playing this game or just generally anything like anything that was maybe even going on for a little little Kyle at the yes. time? I don't know. Uh, there is something it's going to sound like a huge downer, but I, I just want to preface this by saying, like, I'm fine. Everything's OK. <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. <laughs> I, uh, no, it's I love like- it. It's it's it is sad, but it's like it's a uh, it's a very long time ago. I'm okay. Okay, but, um, thank you because so, I would have been worried the whole time. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah. I um, I'm, and also I'm prefacing it like, like it's like <laughs> something like really, really, really horrific. Where like it is sad, but like it's a thing that happens. Yes. So my okay. uh, my father passed away when I was a kid. Oh my gosh. And um, I remember we had had this game for like a a year at the time. Loved playing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember um. Uh, so I I was raised Catholic. Okay. And um, for a Catholic who, like, in Boston, who would have thought? <laughs> but like, uh, I'm not sh- uh, for anyone who's uh, familiar or not familiar, unfamiliar. Like sometimes like uh, Catholic wakes can just be like a real, real downer, real yeah. long, real like. So I remember, and my dad, my dad was a um, like a football coach and uh, and a police officer in the town. So like a okay. lot of people came out. So it was a long day of standing. Oh in my gosh! The, the line of, of like just like receiving people to like come by and be like, I feel bad at you. Oh, yes. like it's just it was just a very heavy day. And I remember, I remember like tapping out halfway through. I was like eight, nine. Oh my so, like, gosh! I remember like tapping out halfway through the day and be like i want to go home like, i just want to go get me out of here luckily someone was like yeah i'll take him home like get him out of here oh, i'm so and glad i remember going home and going up like i have a memory of being like just like tunnel vision being like i'm gonna play my fucking playstation like i'm just yeah. gonna turn my brain off i'm gonna go and i played this game and i remember being oh my just gosh like, so like feeling so relieved and like comforted and just being like Oh man, like I'm so glad I'm I'm not at that stuffy Catholic wake. Yeah, that's a lot for sounds like a lot for anyone to have to go through, let alone like a still like emotionally and mentally developing eight-year-old. Like Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh. That, that all being said, it 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 sounds like a lot and was a lot at the time, but I'm fine. Okay. I'm a, don't worry, I'm fine. I'm a comedian now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm dealing with everything in a healthy way. Um, well, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Like you, at least had that escape at that at that time, and were able to go up and and play. Um, yeah, sorry. Of course, sorry to hear that, but like glad and yeah, and yeah. glad that you're that you're doing all right. Um, it's part of why I have such a fond like. There's a, a soft spot in my heart for this game. For uh, that's one of the many reasons. Yes. Yeah. Um, wow, that's wonderful. Um, we've I've gotten to hear a lot from you, both uh, context-wise and about the game specifically. I did want to ask, because um, I feel like I didn't get to ask you enough about the game itself as much as like it's something people can go watch. It's pretty, you know, straight, very, very straightforward game. Is like It's a side-scrolling fighter. There's two characters, and whoever deals the most damage and 
like gets rid of the person's health wins. But is there any other game stuff you wanted to share that you remember specifically? There was a combination of excitement and over just like the characters being there in 3D and yes. the technology and everything that they had like these cinematic things in it. Yes. And uh, when you, let's say you get through, you get through like fighting everyone else in the uh, the lineup or whatever as a certain character, you get treated with like a little like winning cinematic. Yes. And they're animated like the best that they can be animated <laughs> at the time. But like, you know, it's much better than they are in the actual like game. And it was very cool and exciting, but they're so short, like, mm-hmm. and nothing happens in them. It's like, it's almost like a weird little teaser. And um, the, the little, these tiny little like vignettes that you receive at the end, they all, for the most part, play in like the opening credits of the oh, really? like the open like so you see all of them more and like I we didn't know that going into it. So I remember like us being like a little like a little mad but then it became like a running joke of just like okay we got to the end of it and now we get to watch all of the things that we saw already. That's so goofy. Yeah, oh my gosh. Like, you can tell that they're like oh brother we need to like they're telling Had us we have to do an opening an opening like sequence. Uh I don't know take the stuff that we made already for the endings and put them all in the yeah. <laughs> one long thing. Um, yeah, but I remember it was very cool. Like it was, especially at that time, like seeing like a, a female characters, like hair be animated. Like yeah. that was like a sign of like, oh my gosh, hair. We're like, in the future. 3D hair. And it like, it looks weird and and clunky now, but I remember it was very cool to me at the time. Yeah, I know. So I got to, I watched a lot of these because there's a segment that I'll have at the end of the, uh, at the, you know, pretty soon once we get to the end of the show, where one of the segments I just share like facts or trivia with my guest about the game. And this was one of them that I was going to talk about because there's not a lot of like uh, Easter eggs or anything like that. So yeah, they had all these 3D cutscenes. They were full motion video for those of you who are familiar with the term. And yeah, sort of like, relatively rudimentary 3d models but like yeah i did notice the hair specifically on maybe it was phoenix in one cut scene that was really just i i imagined for the time looked impressive um they and that was the funny thing to me too was that like they're really not even like there's no context to any of them it's like oh you see magneto like stop a bunch of bullets that some soldier shoots at him and then he like lifts a tank up and then the music plays and that's it. It's, yeah. They were really, they were funny and charming in their own way. Uh, okay. Very cool. Um, well, it just, you know, as we, before we do get to some end of the show segments, including one more fact that I do have for you. Um, is there anything else about the game or your experience that you wanted to share about? And if not, um, I'd love for you to just sort of put a bow on what this game, what place this game held for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose this uh, to me, and I, as I'm sure for like a lot of uh, people who were like kids when this came out, the game's sort of like representative of a t- of a really like specific point in time where it's like there's no internet. You're especially, I feel like this happened like with fighting games a lot. It was. You can really, you could really find yourself sitting in front of a TV 
for like hours with a mm-hmm. friend, just not losing interest in this thing because yeah. it wasn't really like, and because you're at that specific age, you can just sort of like find uh, uh, endless amounts of like satisfaction and just like uh, your storytelling and your, and your mind when you're playing it. And I just think that like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a really like, quirky like fun little like oh yeah like this was it feels like it entirely like served the purpose of the thing that that it was created for which is like totally this is for the for like i don't know that's video games like weren't even they were big but they weren't what they are now Mm -hmm. and like i can imagine them being like yeah we gotta make a quick little tie-in thing for this (laughs) this superhero movie okay they're making a superhero movie and they're making a video game for the superhero movie i guess like yeah i don't know give this to them and i think it's like a really charming little like relic of a very specific point in time yes uh well very cool thank you so much for uh just sharing about your history with this game and sharing some uh you know both both uh uh like sad but also like heartwarming connections that you had to it as well um so thank you kyle but before we go i do have a couple of fun post-show segments for you um the first of which is the fact me by your game segment which is where i just share again like i already said earlier fun facts with my guest about the game you already got us to the cut scenes that i wanted to talk about but there was also additional content that was included in this game and i think this probably these were things you could unlock by you know probably doing exactly what you said like getting beating all the fighters as one or whatnot but they had i have it titled movie bts trailers etc so in the same viewer where you could actually watch those same cut scenes uh the full motion video ones we referred referring to this game had a ton of additional content you could watch just some examples they had a like a trailer for the whole movie in, in this game there was a behind the scenes photos of like the filmmaking of the X-Men movie. And even uh, you could flip through some like historical X-Men comic book covers. Uh, So some interesting stuff and probably really fun for, you know, kids like you who were into it at the time. Uh, Did you, do you remember seeing any of this stuff when you played it? I, the comic book covers kind of ring a bell. Sure. Um, I'm sure that, yeah, like, I honestly, I think that like by the time this, even like I remember playing this at like friends' houses before mm-hmm. even owning it. Oh, and I wow. feel like by the time I owned it, we probably like had the movie like on on VHS or whatever. Sure. So I'm sure I was just sort of like looking at one TV and then like uh, running into the other room and like putting it in the VHS, just sort of like doing whatever I can to be like uh, absorbed yeah absorb as much of it as possible um, yeah yeah i believe that i was probably just hyped about whatever i could whatever crumbs i could get gotcha that makes sense um well that'll do it for the fact me by your game segment we'll get into the final one of the show and that's the game recommendations uh now this is my one forced tie into the movie call me by your name of which this show is uh is uh playfully named after um and here i'm going to treat x-men uh uh mutant academy as your passionate summer love that you are moving on from. And and these recommendations are going to be potential new flings for you, all tied in their own way, so some similarities of this game. Um, so 
The first of which is if you want your 3D model fighting game to be even more clay-like, I'll go ahead and recommend Clay Fighter, which was on the uh, Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. Are you at all familiar with Clay Fighter? I am familiar with Clay Fighter. Um, I never owned it, but I remember uh, I played it at a sleepover. One okay, and it nice. Was like, wow, this is weird. Yes, it is a very strange game, but it is uh, kind of got like a cult, uh, a cult remembrance now. Um, so again, if you just if you were just looking for more clay and less uh, 3D realistic models, um, the second recommendations is if you want a modern Marvel brawler, I'll go ahead and recommend X-Men Ultimate Alliance 3, which is, have you played any of the Ultimate Alliance series? I have. I played the first two. Oh, okay. Well, this is the newest one. It's been okay. out for maybe like four or five years now. But uh, I guess people really liked it for for what it was. So okay. so it's uh, of course every time I make these suggestions, I think sometimes guests are like, "Oh my gosh, I got to write these down," or he's like hoping I'll play them. I'm like, it's just out there for your potential <laughs> enjoyment. <laughs> um, the last one is if Kyle, you just want another movie tie-in fighting game from the early 2000s, but instead of it being a good game like this, you want one that freaking sucks. I'm going to go ahead and recommend to you Fight Club for the PlayStation 2. I'm sorry, what? This game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Oh, yeah, baby. Tyler Durden and everything. What? So this, I looked this thing up because I found this on a list Googling uh, um, like worst licensed or like movie tie-in games. And this came up on the list of like 10 really bad ones. And that movie came out in 1999. The game came out in 2004 um, on the PS2 and apparently is just bad and like people did not like it. So if you're ever really curious, you could- uh... I'm going to look that up as soon as we get (laughs) off this call. I need to know more. (laughs) Sweet. Um, Well, that'll do it for the game recommendations. And that will actually bring us to the end of the show. So uh, before we go and, and do some plugs and stuff like that, I just wanted to say thanks again uh, for doing this, Kyle. This is this was so much fun to hear from you and and get to hang out for again the longest we've ever gotten to hang out and talk, especially one on one. But this was really fun. This is one of those. Sometimes I have these episodes where I get to have people on that I've been circling for a while and that we're very friendly, but really don't know each other that well. And these are it. It was just such a good experience to get to hear from you, and I feel like I I'm know you a lot better now. Uh, actually, I know you better than anyone in the world. Um, yeah, yeah. All jokes aside, this was really fun to have you on. Um, thank you for being here. Is there anything you want to plug on your way out um, or replug that you plugged earlier? I mean, well, first of all, uh, thank you for having me. I'm of course. This has been, this has been so fun. Um, went by so quickly. Um, it's already it's already uh, August now. We've been here forever. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, my bad. Our lives are ruined. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> my bones hurt. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, I guess uh, if people uh, want to find me on the internet, um, which is a thing that scares me, I gotta say, <laughs> I, find me on the internet while you can, because as soon as I don't have to be on there, I'm gone, baby. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm at Kyle Kasabian on Instagram and Twitter. Cool. And um, uh, yeah, I, that's mostly where you can, I'll, I try to, I've tried to maintain my Instagram as like, here are the things I'm working on. Cool. And 
and uh, that's it. Get me awesome. out of here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, you can, uh, yeah, check that out. And then, oh, also um, I have, there is an Instagram account for the, um, the web series that should be coming out fairly oh. soon. Um, it's on Instagram at oversharing.tv. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be really cool and fun. We got a bunch of uh, really exciting guest stars on it and cameos and stuff. And uh, yeah, check that out. Wonderful. Uh, I, I actually, now that you're like saying it more, I, I'm remembering. I think you maybe were posting when you were shooting it, like a little bit on your story, maybe just like that you were, you guys were making this. So I'll be sure to put um, links to the show notes for both your socials and uh, and uh, for the for oversharing. Uh, on Instagram. Um, but great. Uh, thank you again for doing this. I'm going to go ahead and just close us out with some plugs of my own. Um, the cover art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and the other things that he does on his Instagram, which is art at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. This show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. So you should definitely check out his podcast, Video Games, a comedy show, sort of a sister show to this one. Um, and of course, Uh, Like I already said, consider checking us out on Patreon. If you've been listening to the show for a while, if you like me, my opinions on games or just uh, video game content in general, we really do a lot of great stuff there. Uh, It's, it's a lot of fun. I've told you about the, the Metal Gear Solid games club we're doing right now. The call me by your game co-op episodes, the uh, super NPCs. Uh, We have a lot of stuff there. So check us out at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. I am on social media at connor underscore mccabe and that'll do it for this episode of call me by your game we will see you on the next one